review. It didn't taste like grapefruit. Everybody's dead, we're burning up. I don't know, the door is locked though, and it's making me nervous. I can't <laughs> read, how can I write? Yeah, you're straight fucked, but... We can, we're still cutting off. Not a single second of <laughs> <laughs> well, at some point your hand gets tired when you're writing. I'm oh, sure just you fucking wait, Asa. <laughs> it was me. I killed your dreams. What do you want from me? I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut out the part where it's the Asa with the chair, too. You probably... failed English! Oh man, this is wildly and irrelevant. Welcome, everybody. Just start going. Yeah. Are we recording at least? Check, check. We are now. Check, perfect. One, two, check, check, three, four. Check, check for check, lumps. Check whoa. for. Check my BBs. Contusions. For... I don't know what to check for. Oh, oh yep. Phone on three. Oh, family on six. Still there. One, They're two, three. Phone. Four, five, six. Family. family. <laughs> Wait, what? All right, well. All right, play it back. You don't got to play it back. Uh, I was going to say, I thought we, we were going to play it back. Yeah, oh, we're, we're getting right. started here, right? Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're warming our way in. We're really feeling the room. All right. We're vibing around. Okay. And I'm kind of tempted to say welcome to Books with Bastards, everybody. I can't see Zach's it's, face right Yeah, I can't now, see Asa either. nice. I can see everyone. You everyone's. motherfucker. I can see his forehead. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, Anyways, right. so uh, <laughs> it's good to have everybody back. We're trying out a slightly new setup in the room, so I hope this doesn't just fuck our audio to death again. But uh, Don't yeah. see how it could. Yeah, I've been... Didn't see how it could the last two times. <laughs> it can't get any worse. I didn't notice it was bad last the last two times. We don't uh, listen. The last two times were fine. Anyways, oh. uh, today we are talking about Once the There time. Were Wolves by Charlotte McConaughey. McConaughey? I think it's McConaughey. Uh, there is no A, just G-H-Y, so interpret yeah. that as you will. McConaughey? Well, Charlotte McConaughey, Why? if you... Uh, McConaughey. <laughs> if anybody has the correct uh, pronunciation, please let it's, us know. Uh, it was an interesting one. I, I no. This was a Mallory's Choice weekend. Uh, and uh, Bit yeah. of a drama, bit of a thriller, little mystery, a lot of sad. Yeah, I Mallory's agree. definitely... Real complicated timeline. Mallory's definitely going to take lead on our uh, little excursion today. <laughs> I There's can't a little wait bit of back to hear and forth. about it. <laughs> I am super excited. But before we get into it, uh, we should do a drink corner. Oh, All yeah. right, what are we drinking? Oh, my God. I forgot what it's called. Wait, Hold seriously? <laughs> wow, I think it it's like just, just called... Um, I watch these ice cubes shrink by the second. It's just called the fall punch. The fall punch. Yeah. All right. So punch. this And why, book, did, why is this being... So the setting was Scotland. So first I went to like try to find a good like Scottish cocktail. Most of them are made with scotch or bourbon. Not that surprising. That makes sense. Yep. And some, you know, like bitters and all these other ingredients that I don't have on hand and I wasn't sure if we'd ever use them again. So I was like, "All right, I'm going to I'm going to move on from that. I'm going to try to find a cocktail that, you know, is kind of wolf-centric, because there is also a lot of wolves in this book, as you can tell by the title. And I think you timed it right. The whole, the entire course of the book takes place mostly over, like, fall and... Winter. Yeah, it ends in winter. Yes. And it is fall right now. I guess now. it is the course of... 
today, Nine months. I believe. Correct. Is that Correct. not right? The first uh, day of fall. I think we're getting into it, yeah. I think it, first day of fall was yesterday or the day before. Yeah, I can't quite remember. Not for you, whoever's listening. You've got a few months before this hits your ears. But, not to uh, date this episode too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nah, it's fine. There's Time has no meaning here in the room. Anyways. Oh, my God, I didn't introduce us. Oh, we have our first and foremost bastard, Mallory. Drink the drink? I didn't really think it mattered. I want. I like doing it. It makes it's something fun for me. Yeah, so what's I okay. got in this world? Your technical uh, bastard, Zach, the Mallory's man in the uh, man in the computer today, like is she wants her <laughs> notes. We have our ever present drinking buddy Caleb. Ever present. And we ever have uh, a guy just kind of somewhere over there in the distance. Oh yeah, I'm here somewhere the corner, behind the foam padding and pillows. What? We introduced the drink. Asa just took a sip. Wait, no, I didn't. I didn't try it. <laughs> I watched you. Yes, you did. No, I did not Anyways, actually try apparently, it. Apparently, okay, so everybody's drinking. Can we circle straw. back? I didn't even get to finish. Okay, the I wolf drink's very say. similar to the Scottish drinks. Uh, a lot of hard alcohol. I don't know if any of us are strong enough to handle. So I settled on the fall punch, <laughs> which is apple cider, champagne, ginger beer, and vodka. Okay. You messed up my intro. Now we can all drink. I never did. I didn't really didn't try it. I went around the. Well, that's interesting. Tastes like apple cider to me. With like a, I can tell that the ginger beer is in there. It's like a little. This is. I've never had ginger beer, so I can't pick it out. This is. Have you ever had ginger? Hmm. No, I mean, not like. To You're really not like just chewing on a little. No, piece I'm not of chewing on ginger. I mean, I am. Not just ginger. picking it up out of the field and wandering deep into the woods. I am ginger, but I've What's, never had the the luck. Does uh, ginger grow in the woods? I feel like it would. What's I have in no here idea. for alcohol? I taste nothing. Oh, sorry. There's vodka in here too. I don't taste any vodka. There's vodka and champagne. You made champagne. a virgin. Uh, well, fall I mean, drink, I didn't just drink whatever dump. you said it was called. It's a bunch of vodka. For once, to me, this does not taste like dish soap, and I'm very likely to finish the whole thing. I think I still liked the bootlegger better, but this is good. Okay, the best one. Which one was the bootlegger? That was the one that had the mint in it. That you didn't like. The green one. Yeah, my favorite one was the one you've liked the least. Tart. Very tart, yes. My jam. I literally, my (laughs) signature drink is sours. That was possibly (laughs) the most mediocre of the ones I've had. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like it a lot, but it definitely wasn't the worst one I've had. I can't. You're wasting your fucking Well, I'm very much alone here. Okay. I know, but... So should we get into the book? <laughs> yeah, I think we should get into it. Uh, okay. You want to take it away? I'll take it away. So, Chapter this... one. <laughs> this book... I got yes. my first period. I slowly oh, started. Oh, <laughs> We don't have time I for that. story. <laughs> So this book mainly takes place in Scotland in the present time. However, it does flash back a lot to um, the the main character's past, which takes place in British Columbia, Canada, and Alaska. And Australia, a little bit. And Australia, yes. So just for the sake of trying not to complicate things, I'm going to go through the past of the main character's up to a certain point, and then we'll kind of dive into the present time. Yeah, it's not otherwise, necessarily how it unfolds in the book, but there's no way yeah, we can do Otherwise, we're just going to be going back and forth. And you're going to let us know when the switch happens, right? Yes. Okay, cool. No, I'm going to let you figure no, it no, out. No, no, no. There's so. just going to be a gap, and we will never explain anything. It's a anything. fun little guessing game. Listen, well, that's just how some people write their books, so I don't know. 
That's true. But you I will don't know, know what to do with that You will know now because they're going to tell us. You will know. Okay. Which is great. <laughs> I will know. Thank so, you. So, our two main characters, well, I guess kind of, our main character is, her name is Inti? I believe it is Inti, yeah. It, it's spelled Inti I-N-T-I. Um, she has a twin sister named Aggie. And so I hesitate to say that Aggie is a main character, but she's a very important yeah, she secondary is character. Inti's twin. And... Yes, so we're going to start with these two. So Inti and Aggie, they're twins. They're super close. Inti is the more subdued, shy, quiet one. Aggie has always been the more outgoing kind of protector of Inti. Um, they were raised between Australia and British Columbia. So their parents were never married. There's really not any background on how they met or got together. It almost sounds like maybe it was a one-night stand. That's a, yeah. big, that's a big jump. It is yeah, big there's even a part in the book where N.T. Uh, is a kid is asking her mom, and her mom just says, I don't remember. Yeah, it, like how their the f- mother is not very open to talking about... The I, true, but I guess given the context that we've just introduced, it's possible. Maybe she doesn't. Just got drunk, met this dude in a bar in British Columbia, and now she's got two twins. One of them liked the cold, one of them liked the warmth. I liked where that was going. Please keep that song up. And the one, well, that was a, that was not a song. It, was, it did have a little bit of a rhythm to it. And then we ended up raising the death in Canada. <laughs> Okay. Did you say end up raising the dead uh, and Oh, I thought you... I was like, oh, man, we got zombies? <laughs> okay, so um, I'm going to keep going. Ooh, Thank you. There's wolves in Canada. A question? Yes. Do, do we have a description of our two main characters? Just that they're... I think they're blonde. They have, they, they have pale hair, hair and, is what this describes. Yeah, they say as. pale hair a lot. I'm going to assume that means blonde. Yeah, I'm uh, guessing like they, platinum blonde, like that really close to white yeah. kind. Okay. Like are, are they like identical? A do we know? Yeah. Yes, they're identical. Like they can switch and people... The only person... Person that could tell them apart when they were younger was their mom. If they like started pretending to be. Wait, each are other. you getting this mixed up with that TV show? No, it does. I re- gave what me that a, show? like echoes. Oh, there great is a show. a show on Netflix but called. How echoes. would we both get it mixed up with a show I haven't seen? I don't know. He was talking to me. I know, but I can't even see your eyes. Well, then you don't have to bring yourself into it, Zach. It's not about. Yeah, you. you're not involved in everything. But how would that you get it confused with a book that we both read? It doesn't make sense. It's madness. I, I was saying there was a lot of similarities between this book and a show on Netflix. Oh, I was arguing with that. Not really a lot of similarities, but some. Well, it turns out I'm wrong. Okay. <laughs> For the so. first time tonight. <laughs> but not the last. <laughs> okay. So, Inti and Aggie are twins. Their mother is a homicide detective in Australia. And... Fairly intense woman, like, regularly reminds them that there's bad people out there. You can't really trust anyone. When they're younger, like, I think at least 10, she starts taking them to her trials, like the court cases where she has to testify, so that they can witness, like, evil with their own eyes. And uh, she frequently tells Inti that she needs to toughen up. Yeah, because we introduced Inti's... No. Okay. Can I talk for more than 30 seconds? That generally, no. That okay. was about 40. It's not usually how the podcast works, yeah, we can if we're being honest. We I'm just kidding. You're fine. You're fine. I'm about to fucking quit. Let Zach know when he can talk, and we'll let him talk. Yeah, what motion does Zach? Okay, so at 8.50. Okay. Feel free to speak. I, uh, at 50? Got it. Jesus. All right. <laughs> <At 50. laughs> okay. 
I'm taking a back seat today. So this is their mother that they live with most of the time in Australia. For two months out of the year, they go to British Columbia and they live with their father, who lives in the forest. Um, he used to be a logger and then kind of realized that cutting down the trees in the forest was, uh, to him, it's evil. And he realized that he was destroying the earth. So now he's very into like zero waste living, um, using everything from the land. He hunts, but when you hunt, you use everything. The, you know, the skin, like the bones, the fat, the meat, all of it. Classic, yeah. So for two months out of the year, they're with him and like they love it. Aggie is super into horses. Um, Inti just loves the forest. Like she feels like that's where she's most at home. So he's kind of a hippie, but we learn... Kind not of the, a logger anymore. Not a logger What's anymore. What's he do now besides love the environment? And I think hunt? he just kind of lives off the land. If he has, like, a job, it doesn't really describe just, it. Like, yeah, he has a I mean, garden. He must have, like, bought the land, and I don't know. It doesn't really go just build a cabin it. on it. You're I good. was just wondering. Okay, cool. That's so great. So at one point... Um, he is showing the girls how to skin, I can't remember the animal, but he's skinning something that he had hunted. And he cuts into it, and Inti is watching, and all of a sudden just falls to the ground screaming. Like, she could feel that pain. Like, he cut her. I think in the beginning, it gets, starts very dramatic, because it says, when I was eight, my father cut me from my belly button to my throat. Well, it was him, like, gutting that animal, but her feeling it, because she has this, like, medical thing called mirror touch synesthesia. Where if she's watching something, it's like she would feel, like Caleb is petting our cat Margo right now. And if she was looking at that, she would like feel you petting her. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. She's like a living voodoo doll. Got it. Kind of, yes. So she's just very sensitive to these things. um, And that's part of the reason her mother is always telling her to toughen up. She just feels things very deeply, it seems, compared to her (laughs) sister. Zach, would you like to speak? Mm, no, don't let him talk yet. Keep going, Mallory. Okay. Well, awesome. he's just sitting there with the look on his face like he has something to say. Just just to, for the audience, I'm not just like petting the cat zoning out. It's so it doesn't actively attack the door. You could okay. just open it. Behind the scenes. You could just open it letter out again. Okay, so they continue to do this back and forth, but when they're 16 years old, they start getting into some trouble at school. Um, some kid is kind of fucking with Inti. He, like, grabs his crotch while she's looking at him because he knows that she feels those things. So he's being a fucking pervert in yeah. a really weird way. That is a really weird way of doing that. Yeah, so Aggie just gets up and freaking clocks him in the fucking face. Like, breaks his nose, I think. I guess give a warning to your sister to close her eyes for us, but yeah, do that. Uh, well, she told her, she was like, don't look. Well, yeah. But, I mean, that's exactly when you go look. Oh, that's, that's exactly what I was just going to say. Every time I say, don't look, everyone always fucking looks. You got to just, you know, we create just, a distraction. And they see my white-ass fucking ass cheeks hanging, waving in the breeze. Well, why that's would you... why they weren't supposed to look. I had my ass out. Why did you have your ass out, Asa? It well, doesn't matter. Where the was circumstance this doesn't matter. The fact is I said, don't look, and everyone looks. Yeah, of course I am. Your ass is out. And I mean, who doesn't want to look at that? <laughs> who doesn't want to see Ace's ass? Well, yeah, I understand that also, but still. That, Zach, you may speak is... if you want. I feel like you have something to say. <laughs> Moral of the story is you say don't look. Of course I don't trust you, Ace. You left me to die. 
oh, you were falling over in a lawn chair. And, and you abandoned funny. me. It was fucking hilarious. It God. was a slow motion death. And Asa, literally three feet away, was just like, ah. Little, a little background to anybody that may this be listening. This was years ago. Before uh, years I ago, even liked Zach. we were in the backyard sitting around a fire in lawn chairs, <laughs> and Zachary must have set his lawn chair on some softer ground, and the leg of it started sinking into the ground, so the chair began so to tip. slowly. Asa was sitting right next to him and just sat there laughing while somebody else, one of our other friends, I believe, came and helped Zachary get off yeah, the ground. Yeah, but at that point, <laughs> he The best part was fallen. Zach said, I'm going over. Asa, please help me. And then I proceeded to watch. And then he promptly fucking did it. <laughs> and then I think we all laughed. I don't even it's think he made the cry. conscious choice to not do it. It's still cracking me up. I yes. think he just looked at me and was just like, yeah, I would that'll be. happen. If I, if it, I, man, if I could do it again, I would. The same That's way. That's Vermont living for you. Falling <laughs> <laughs> over Every shit. man for himself. Fuck you, man. You fucked up. Sometimes a man sinks into the earth and is never seen again, and that's just how it is out here. <laughs> okay, so familiar with Aggie has punched this kid in the face, and this, I think, is the second or third time she was getting expelled from school. So their mother decides, you're going to go live with your father. So this is age 16. They move to uh, Canada to live with him, and they can pretty instantly tell something is off, like... The shed where he does, like, the skinning and keeps his tools, it's just a mess, which was never like him. He was very careful, always cleaned everything, took good care of all of his belongings. Well, you have to. Otherwise, they just go to Yeah, so they started rusting, that kind of stuff. The house was a mess. There was, like, no meat in the freezer or very little. The garden was not tended to, so they're kind of like, what the hell? There's really nothing to Someone had logged everything around his property. Um, uh, motherfucker. And he's just a different, he seems very out of touch. Just like doesn't really realize what's going on around him. So they spend quite a while cleaning everything up. They go to the store and get food and bring it back. And he's like, no, take it back. Like we can't be supporting, you know, these corporations. Industry. Yeah. Uh, big gov. And they're like, well, we're not, we no, have no any, food. No, any level of Anything. like carbon emission at all he's is way too much He's just got piles of guy. cardboard in the house because he doesn't trust that the recycling facility he used to take them to actually recycles them. He thinks they just dump them in a landfill, which he's probably right. But what, what are you going to do? Just do pile it, it up at home? Exactly. That was his your plan. Your house becomes a landfill. So he's just kind of losing it and they're, they're just, you know, they're concerned and wondering what the hell is going on with him. So at some point, um, he's getting pretty bad, and Inti decides, we need to go on, like, this road trip. I kind of have an idea. It's because he snapped, like, he totally forgot where he was for a second, and when Aggie spoke to him, he hit her. Huh. Yeah, that's not good. Like, he just didn't know who she she was, and she scared him. like, we need to put him in a facility, and Inti was like, he'll never go, which he wouldn't. So they go on this road trip. They go, I can't remember what forest it is, but to some, like, really beautiful forest. It's like a bunch of birch trees everywhere. Yes, Caleb? I remembered early in this episode, spoilers for once there were wolves. Oh, yes. Thank you, Caleb. possible bummer warning. I love, no, for sure bummer warning. I love that you remembered. <laughs> I've, been, early in job, the game. I've been getting better about this is it. The, this is a record. What are we at? Gosh, I don't even know. It says at the bottom. Well, I was on my document. Ah. 30 minutes. Wait, what did ah. you remember? 
Was I supposed the to do that? The spoiler warning. No, no, no. You're Asa. We never expect that of you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, don't you worry. You do what you're here for. All right. I didn't remember anything about what he just said. Oh, okay. I'm having a good time so with this. They so take far. him to this forest and it kind of like wakes him up for a second. He like looks at the girls and he's like, Oh my god, you guys have gotten so big. Like he's kind of there yeah, like with him. He's, he's back for a little bit, like yeah, a few months. They go home, Listen. things are going okay, and then Aggie drops a jar of something and then he like he starts slapping her or hitting her regularly. Like yeah, every time he loses his temper or gets confused, he lashes out at Aggie in particular. Hmm. So Inti's finally like, we have, we're gonna have to take him to a facility. Like we can't keep living like this. Um, and then one morning they wake up and their dad is gone. His horse is gone. They search for him, can't yeah, find him. And I think I their Inti uh, is a really skilled tracker, and Aggie is a, like a great shot. And between the two of them, they still can't track him down. Yeah, he taught them how to track. Um, you know, she Inti first like sees her first wolf as an eight-year-old after the gutting incident. And I think she sees one more at this time also. And she just yeah, feels like she has this deep connection with the wolves. And he had taught her, you know, wolves are much smarter than us. If you want to hunt a wolf, you hunt their prey, not the wolf, because they'll outsmart you every time. Yeah. So anyway, so they're trying to track him, um, cannot find him. And I think, I don't know if it's a few weeks or months, I can't remember exactly, but they finally are like, he went off to die. Mm-hmm. Like, he essentially rode off into the forest to die. When, like, one of the old elephants just wanted Yeah, yeah like, 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 uh, like, like, what about his horse? I Just let it in the free, yeah, probably. And my second question here, I guess I, I don't know a lot of stories about this happening, but does he just go off to starve or freeze to death, or does he go off to shoot himself somewhere? I, I'm hoping he didn't go off to shoot himself. I think he's going, I think basically once he's out in the woods, dementia is going to, get him killed by the environment. I don't think Something. he'll remember to shoot himself. I mean, I don't know which is worse. I'd rather probably die from a gunshot than yeah. starving or freezing yeah. to death, but I, I don't know. It's hard to hit yourself with a bow and arrow, though. But, yeah, they, they equate it to, like, when elephants or, like, even, <laughs> yeah. like, cats will just go <laughs> off to disappear yeah, somewhere when they're done. Do. They know they they can feel they're going to die. Where was he getting the bullets? Making his own? He's not going to shoot himself. But he's just going to die in the woods. This isn't like the 1800s. He has, no, but he's commenting on the fact the guy wouldn't buy anything. But oh. yeah, he may have made his own bullets. Well, that's what I'm just asking. He seemed like the type that would be. Well, I assumed I, he had I, a bow and arrow. That just made sense to me. No, I doubt guys. he was melting down right. copper uh, for himself. But that probably, was but my that thought. Is a, that is an interesting Probably reusing point, the yeah. casings that was my for thought. sure. Yes, I don't... <laughs> He was okay. in mining gunpowder. So he's pretty much gone. I don't trust gone. the recycling facilities, but I do trust Smith and Wesson. That goddamn <laughs> NRA getting through us. Well, he's Canadian. I don't. I don't uh, know. Do they feel the same way about the NRAs? Probably not. I think the National Rifle Association National, of America is National not America. much of a Canadian problem. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know the Canadian equivalent. Though. If we have any Canadian listeners out there, let us know if the NRA has harassed you. I'll let you girls. In yeah, place. if the NRA is harassing you in Canada, I think that's out of that jurisdiction. You could probably ignore that. They don't have a jurisdiction. Yeah, they're not like some law They're not a government agency. I'm still going to say I think you could ignore it. I don't think they matter. Is it just the NCRA, National Canadian Rifle Association? Probably, actually. I'd say fight them, but they probably have guns. Someone please, Somebody please let us know if... The capability exists at the point of listening. Okay. To so, I hope so. With their father gone, the girls go back to Australia. <laughs> I also, um, I should have mentioned before, so I said 
that they were super close. They actually have, like, Aggie's always coming up with different words and, like, sign language that's specific to them. So they can communicate just through, like, symbols with their hands. So, twins. They do some weird shit. No, it's wild. It's cool, though. It's cool. God damn. Okay. So back in Australia, they're going to school. Aggie is um, getting an education degree, and Inti is majoring or getting her Ph.D., actually, and, like, Wolf studies, I guess it would be a more broad subject, but that's what she wants yeah. to study is wolves I, and their habits. So one day she's sitting outside studying um, at the campus. This fucking part. Some <laughs> handsome dude walks up and is like, hey, want to go grab a drink? And she's waiting for Aggie and she's like, normally I'd say no, but I decided to go. Dude definitely comes off as a dick. To oh, with. for sure. He's all, oh, I'm becoming a neurosurgeon, blah, blah, blah. But she just kind of goes along with it. They leave. They end up going back to his place and sleeping together. But, like, I mean, tied up, like, like ties around her wrists and ankles. Just this night of passionate lovemaking. I don't know. Did they go into those details? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So being tied up to the bed, it, that's just a night of love. Am I missing something in my love life? They fucked. Yeah, okay, but I being am. tied up and shit? I mean, if it's voluntary. Yeah, if it's voluntary. It's, making it seem I mean, normal, not, though. I mean, some people... That like, is normal. It is kind of normal. It is normal. That's not that odd. Well, I've never been tied up. For anybody wondering you know, how like, vanilla our sex life heard of is. BDSM? <laughs> is that, have, right. There's an entire genre of books that made millions of dollars that Am we're going to have to read someday. Up? Can, you know what, Mallory? I've made a decision. Ace is the one who has to read Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. Right, we're going to make him read the whole book and tell it to us. I don't. That's how we're doing I, it. I, I've heard nowhere. things about that book. I'm so you odd. You've heard the... things about the book? What have you heard? Yeah, I've that? never read the book. We all know that. Yeah, that's not a mystery. No one was guessing that. Never. Let's get back to this one. Okay. okay whatever. So <laughs> she leaves, or he drops her off, and she thinks to herself, it's kind of weird that he didn't even ask me where I lived, which to me is like a huge red flag, but yeah, she's he just, like, yeah. I must have mentioned it and didn't remember. So mm. she goes upstairs, mm. her sister is there, and they're kind of hanging out talking. She's like, oh yeah, I was with this guy. And then there's a knock, and this guy walks in, and it's Gus, the guy that she slept with, and they both get up and are like, oh hey! And then the look on his face is like, oh fuck. <laughs> so he's been dating Aggie, Oh, right. Oh, and he man. totally confused her with Inti. And thought that Inti was her. Classic. Oh, poor classic. bastard. Classic. He had no and idea. Aggie and Inti like to play make-believe, and they'll pretend to be other people. And each so, other. Not other people. Each well, yeah, other. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, no sorry, not Aggie and Inti. Uh, Gus and Aggie like to play make-believe. So when Inti was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do all this stuff, like stuff he'd never heard before, he was like, oh, she's just doing a thing. It's a bit. Clearly, that means she's play. in the mood. Yeah, a little role playing. Yeah. So, mm. Aggie's like, oh my gosh, I'll stop seeing him. And Inti's like, I don't like him. It's fine. Which she really doesn't. She kind of has like a bad feeling about him. But whatever. So, Aggie and Gus continue to date. And then mm. one day, Inti comes home and Aggie's like, come on, you have to come with us. And they go down to the courthouse and they get married. And, oh, well, I get good for them. And then Inti's kind of like, holy shit, like, this is not a good idea. Like, why didn't you even tell me? Like, she's kind of not at this pissed point? off. They're 20. It, yeah, uh, I mean, they're, uh, at this point, she is working like on her 20s. doctorate. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's right. she's working on her PhD, so 20-ish. at least 24. Yeah. So 
Anyway, so they get married. She goes into the bathroom, and as she's walking in or walking out, I can't remember, Gus, like, comes up behind Inti and kind of gropes her and is like, oh, hey. And he's like, she's like, you know that I'm not Aggie. Yeah, like, we changed yeah. hairstyles after that. kind of a fucking wedding yeah, well, dress. Uh, and, and Aggie cut her hair so they wouldn't get oh, mixed up right. after the thing. And so he's just a fucking pig. Yeah. And yeah, he's like, a, oh, okay. A, Dick bag. Yeah, so she goes into the bathroom. She's just kind of standing there. Aggie comes in, and T tells her, um, you know, I got this opportunity in Alaska to go study the wolves. You know, I thought you'd be coming with me. Now you're married. And Aggie's pretty much like, well, yeah, I'm coming still. <laughs> I don't give a of fuck what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> he so, literally never mattered. <laughs> so they move to Alaska, the three of them. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. all right, yeah. So that is where I'm going to leave the past for now. We'll come back around. I forgot we were in the past. All right. Okay. So yeah, now this we're... is almost almost not relevant to the main plot. All right. <laughs> I gotta take a few couple minutes here just to process. Could we please pause? Okay. So it's been about six hours. Asa, how you feeling? I'm good. What we learn after reflecting upon this knowledge. Not a lot yet at this point. It's, it's <laughs> solid 2 a.m. and we're really... What's the main character's name? Ooh. Ooh. It starts with an I, and she has a twin sister, and her name starts with an A. Oh, you know, right. I'm going to give him partial credit. That's like a 75%. Yeah. Do you remember the name of the boy, now husband, I guess? In something, and... Uh, Ooh, he's getting closer. It, it, Everything's I, been right so far. <laughs> Inti and Aggie. Yes, 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 and yes. Aggie is married yep. to Gus. That's ringing a bell. All right. Okay. So <laughs> I'm sure it is. This brings us to the present. Present time. So now we're in Scotland with Inti. And she is with a team of people, other researchers, IT person, that kind of stuff. And they are here to reintroduce wolves into the Scottish wilderness. because. Nice. Hundreds of years ago, all the wolves had been killed. Oh, yeah. Scotland got real harsh about wolves. Yeah. I well, was... they have a lot of sheep, right? Yes. Yeah. A lot of agriculture. Yes. They wiped all of them out. Yeah, they killed all of them. So now they're reintroducing them because although they can kill the livestock, it becomes necessary to have them as a part of the food chain because if there's no wolves, there's too many deers. The deer are eating all of the, the like, they... the new, the baby trees that are trying to grow... The forest just is not Yeah, they thriving. just trample everything to death. It's Nothing can survive. Nothing that's trying to grow out of the ground yeah. can survive. The ecosystem is very well balanced by nature. They so, eat the buds off the trees. And because they had done this project in Yellowstone and had a lot of success, they're now trying it here. However, they're going in with a lot of pushback from the locals because they're worried about their livestock. Yeah, they're, they're, they're extremely mad. Like, there's no reasoning with them. Yeah, and they are reintroducing them into, like, a national park, but it does border with people's property. And oh, most yeah. of them don't have fenced property. So yeah. their sheep just kind of wander because they're, across that's Scotland. That's crazy to me that they don't have fences. Iceland is the same way. You yeah. just have sheep on the side of the road chilling. I guess. But as long like, as they're numbered. Do people suck less in Scotland? Yeah. I know in America those sheep would be stolen in a heartbeat. Oh, I think just in general people... Like, not even by, like, sheep herders, but just, like, anyone who's like, hey, sheep, throw it in the back of their truck and drive away. This is also a very small town, and I feel like that happens less in a small town because everybody knows each other. 
And Maybe. they'll probably figure it out fairly quickly, but... I guess that's true. Given an event that happens later, the truth is discovered extremely quickly and dealt with very harshly. Yes. So... Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they're here with um, these wolves that they're going to... They're going to start by... They carry them in. They put them in these pens. They're a couple acres big, fenced in, to kind of acclimate them. And then eventually they'll open the gates and the wolves will have to just leave on their own, kind of create their own packs that kind of thing. So that is what they're here for. Um, they do, you know, put them in their little pens. A couple months go by. They open up the the fences, and some of them start to trickle out into the wilderness. So now all they do is wait. They do have collars that allows the people to track them to some extent, as long yeah. as they're within a certain range. Yeah, they're, they're not like satellite, like GPS trackers for they some reason. They can't. Like, just turn on their phone and be they're, like, oh, Yeah, they're, here's they're old more old school. Like, you have to hone into, like, this radio frequency, and then you can download all the data the caller's been saving. Yeah, and you have to be within, like, a certain range of them to even pick it up at all. So. Yeah, they fly over, like, the woods of plains to get the data. All right. Good old so. Fergus. <laughs> Never does nothing wrong. Fergus, yeah. yeah I love some of the names. He's here. the pilot. Oh, nice. So, yeah, so we meet a few different uh, characters here in Scotland. So, we've got Duncan. McTavish, which I love that last name, and Mc- I wish it was mine. McTavish? Mallory McTavish actually does have yeah, a nice alliteration. I'm considering legally changing my name to this. That's going to be real weird for me, but <laughs> all right. Well, he's like the, the sheriff of this tiny little town, has lived there his whole life. Um, Red <sighs> is one of the farmers in town. Super not happy about the wolves coming in. He has a farm, has sheep, other livestock. Um, then we meet Stuart, another farmer. Um, Stuart is married to a lady named Lainey. So, yep. I would say these are probably the the bigger of the characters that we meet. In yeah, Scotland. there's also uh, her coworkers, Evan, well, Niels, her, and Zoe. Yeah, her coworkers, but they don't really play a huge part. They're around at least in the wolf section. Like they're yeah. always like because like Niels is the. They kind of yeah help out obviously with all that stuff. Um, so. One day, that was a lot of names you just threw at me. We'll come back around. Mm. They'll all get filled in in a bit. So Indy and Aggie are the twins. Yeah, good job. Perfect. Okay. So Indy is driving one day and comes across this horse (laughs) who is clearly injured and is just on a fucking mission. Yeah, just fleeing uh, farmland into the forest. So she, (sighs) you know, she's got experience with horses. She gets out, or she kind of follows, and there's another car, who we learn is Duncan, and they kind of follow this horse, and the horse has gone out onto a river that's mm-hmm. iced over, but you can tell that it's starting to crack, mm-hmm. and you can tell the horse is not putting weight on one of its legs. So Duncan is pretty much getting ready to shoot this horse, and then Inti comes up and is like, what the fuck, dude? And like she's, yeah, he's like, I can't get it out. He's he also has a bum leg, like he, he can't. He walks go. with a limp, yes. Hmm. So Inti's like, I'll just. Inti is a bad bitch. Let me tell you, when we're like introduced, yeah, she doesn't fuck around to her in the. Present, she's a little crazy. She, she's wild, but she does not take shit from yeah, anybody. Honestly, I would say she's abrasive. She's a Shara. I'm looking at. It. She's a Shara Wheeler kind of crazy a little bit. She goes. She does some stuff. She's got some bigger things going on in her life. She, yes, she has bigger stuff going on in her life. She deals with it kind of the same way. 
No, she doesn't lie and like. Well, I guess she doesn't lie. That's fair. Like leave secret. She is very upfront. Like I feel like not a lot. She goes is on a secret to... investigation at one point in this. Okay. I guess may- maybe She's Chloe. She's not leaving fucking clues and I. Uh, I don't see how Zach is re- literally comparing these two at all. But anyway, you're so. all a little I'm, crazy. You know, I haven't seen enough. Of she her. says what's in on her mind. Way. She's very intelligent about some things, and she's not afraid to tell other people when they're being stupid. I mean, abrasive so, isn't a bad thing. Abrasive, and just like she's capable. She has a lot of skill that I feel like a, most people do not have. So anyway, she goes out onto this ice. She realizes it's cracking. She, like, lassos this horse in such a way that it lays down on its side. She lays down on top of it, and she has, like, this mirror, you know, touch synesthesia. So she can just tell that the horse is, like, panicked. So she's trying to, like, calm it down. So she, in return, is also kind of panicked because she's feeling this. Yeah. Um, but she gets the horse up and, like, rides it up the bank. And, like, gives it to Duncan. Rides it off the ice up yes. the bank. Yeah. Yes. Cool. And she gives it to Duncan. He knows which farm it belongs to. And she pretty much tells him, hey, fucker, you just drove your vehicle over this protected land. How about don't fucking do that? And he's just like... Okay. <laughs> he's like, I'm bringing up know. on charges or something. And he's like, okay, cool. Uh, go ahead and uh, tell the sheriff, I guess. Hi, Duncan McTavish, the sheriff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's funny. That's pretty good. Well, in that case, I don't give a shit. You're, you're still a dickbag, Mr. McTavish, or whatever his name was. That's correct. That is mostly her response, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Later, she goes back, she's doing some wolf stuff, and then later she learns from Duncan that they're planning on putting this horse down because its leg is injured. And she's like, fuck no. So she makes him take her to the farm, and the the vet is saying, yes, the horse is injured. It will need a lot, like months of rest. It may not ever be back to where it was, but it's not... It's wouldn't It'll kill walk again. Yeah, it could yeah. walk. It right. could have a life. It just might not be able to work the way It won't be a working to. animal. Yeah, so they're like, well, we got to put it down. And, and he's like, I'll buy it from you. And Stuart, the guy, he seems like very friendly at first, but then she just gets kind of a, a weird vibe from him, and he yeah. like charges her way more for the horse than he should be, considering he was just about to fucking kill it. But she says, like, yeah, okay, fine, whatever, knowing full well she does not have the money. But she doesn't want the horse to die. And she can see Lainey, the wife, and over there. And she just kind of looks very timid, is kind of scared. She's not really allowed to talk. Again, well, she's the vibes. She's getting beat when she does. Yeah, because Lainey was the one who uh, forgot to close the paddock. Yes. Mm. So mm. All right. after this deal goes through, Duncan and Inti get into the car. And they just kind of sit outside the house, like down the road a ways. And she, at this point, it's... Inti knows, like, he's beating his wife. It becomes, like, very clear, and it becomes clear that Duncan knows, but there's really no reason he can go in and do anything about it. Yeah. And then the next day, Inti goes to stop by the house, and Lainey is in the hospital because she had an accident. Mm. Which they say, well, I think they say she was thrown from a horse. Yeah. And her face is all jacked up and bruised. Um, so, Inti hates this fucker. Oh, yeah. Right away. Oh, weird. Fair. For sure. So, in this time, the wolves are starting to spread out. One of them has had some pups. Um, they're kind of claiming their territory, the different packs. And they get a call that one of the wolves 
has been shot. So they go to find it, and kind of the rule is if a farmer sees the wolf attacking his livestock or it's on his property, he can shoot and kill it. But yeah, and if, if they it, do it... Yeah, if it kills one of your livestock, they'll, they'll just pay for it, for it though, rather than... They prefer that they let it kill your sheep and pay for a new one, then you kill the wolf. And if you kill it and it's not on your property, you're just out killing them, they can actually charge you with yeah, a like crime. Yeah, like jail time and fines. All right, so they get a call that one of the wolves is dead. Mm-hmm. They go find it. It is not on the property. So this is Red's farm. He shot and killed the wolf. It was not on his property. And Inti says, like, it's not on your property. What the fuck? And he's like, well, I thought it was a stray dog. Yeah. It's kind of his fucking defense. Which is a silly defense, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, why like, would you shoot a It's sort dog? of been like, well, like, imagine, like, if that had been, like, a human instead of a kid. I thought it was a stray dog. Cool. Still manslaughter. Yeah, like why? Still a crime. I thought it was a stray human. (laughs) That that I love that Brooklyn Nine Nine uh, meme. Who's like cool motive? Still murder. (laughs) Very creative, but wrong. It was just a stray (laughs) child. It's fine. So it was just Greg. And he's fucking pissed. I mean, she is raging, and she tells Duncan like, "I want him brought up on charges," and we kind of. Like, see that Duncan, he really cares about the people in this town, and he doesn't like that they're so afraid of these wolves. But he's also kind of starting to see where Inti is coming from. Like, she's kind of, you know, explaining how the wolves work. She's taking him to see, like, the pups. So yes. she had taken Duncan to see this okay. wolf. Um, this one it was pregnant, and the wolf that gets shot was her mate. Ooh, that's, yeah, all right. So it's howling for days and weeks on end. People are annoyed, and she's like, fucking deal with it. You killed her fucking lover, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, she had told Red, or she told Duncan she wanted Red brought up in charges, and he's just like, okay. I can't prove he didn't, you know, that it he wasn't. didn't think it was a dog. So Duncan seems like kind of a pussy. Like, he knows that this lady's getting beat by her husband, doesn't really do anything about it. He knows this dude's fucking lying and broke the law, doesn't really want to do anything about it. And she's just kind of like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. But there's like this sexual tension between them still. I don't yeah, I think I don't at like this it. point they've already... They start boning. Yeah. I'm going to say it, I don't like it. You don't, don't like it? I don't like it. You don't like that they're you're having like, sex with this dude? They're super hot and heavy into it. This hot Scottish guy with a limp? No. <laughs> Not your jam? Do they not have a limp? He seems For some reason, like, I feel like a questionable a guy. No. Well, he's a questionable guy who will apparently have sex with her. <laughs> All right. You know. Which one of them so, like the ropes and things, knots? That was Gus, not in Scotland. Oh, I thought it was well, one indeed. of the twins. Okay, so they're boning, and at this time, uh, we realize Inti goes back to her little cottage, which she does spend a lot of time at the project, like base camp, I think they call it. But she comes home and finds Aggie there, which she brought Aggie to Scotland with her. Yeah. However, we now see that Aggie only communicates through their special yeah, sign, sign language. language. And she does not talk. What? She barely gets out of bed some days. Like, Inti gets her up, puts her in the shower, dresses her. Yeah, like, uh, one night she stays out at Duncan's and comes back at... Uh, Late and like the, the fire is out and the whole house is freezing, and because uh, Aggie wouldn't go outside to get the firewood, and she's like, you know, I can't go outside, in her little language. Um, What's wrong with her? 
So we don't really know. We just know that she kind of, she has good days and bad days. On her good days, she gets up, she cleans, she'll, she'll sign. Cook, she'll sign language. On her bad days, it's like she's gone. Yeah, just she's like a shell. She's she, still she married to, uh, what's his name there? Yeah, no that, sign of guys. At this time, we don't know. He's not there. For some reason, I thought it was Chuck. I was about to say Chuck. It's not Chuck. Well, I really realized that now because you guys just said Chuck Gus. Gus. He should be a Chuck. Seems like a chuck. Okay. <laughs> so we know that Abby is here now, and like you said, there's no sign of Gus. Um, and at one point when Inti is with Duncan, they're kind of talking about previous relationships and why nothing has worked out. And he says that he's had some relationships, but he does not want children. And the women always do, and they always kind of hang around thinking he's going to change his mind for a while, but he does not. And Inti... Is pretty much, I think, her inner monologue is like, I don't want children either. At one point, you know, I, I could feel like my clock start ticking. But then uh, after what happened to my sister, she became infertile and I lost any will I ever had to have children. So we're, oh, we're led to believe some sort of trauma, some incident happened where Aggie is now mute. Yep. And cannot bear any children if she wanted to. If something fucked up happened, honestly, anyone who's paid attention to this point in the story can probably guess. Yeah. Mm. You all know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <I don't laughs> we all know I, how this It was easy to insinuate after that. I don't like it. I don't like it. Nobody I'm, an, I'm in with Ace. It's, less like, a mi- yeah. it's less like a mystery and more like the book is just slowly waiting. Just like, it's dragging y'all along. You're just like, you know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so... Dunky and Inti are kind of having this affair. It's a hot cold where he'll do something to piss her off, like not arrest the dude that's beating his wife. But then the next night, she's right back there boning. Yeah. Um, Listen, hate sex. We do, there's going. a brief it's moment hot. I wanted to talk about because we kind of keep skipping over the wolves a little bit. Oh, that, yeah. Go for uh, it. So when uh, there's a point where after the, the one that got shot, its mate is... Uh, Number six, yeah, I believe. And they they're worried about her. And so Neil's one of her team goes out and finds her den and uh Inti freaks out on him because she's worried that if it's a big no-no apparently yeah like there's your scent will make them want to leave their den forever and since she's pregnant she'll just go out and die in the snow yeah uh and so Inti ends up going out there getting ready to like trank her and take her back to care so that they can make sure her and the puppies live and they realize too late after they've tranked her that all the puppies are there and already been born like, they're in, like, a tiny little uh, pocket in the cave. And so they end up deciding they're not going to take the deer, or they're not going to take uh, the wolf back. She's like, no, uh, if she was already willing to have them, wouldn't flee in this, even though someone had been in her den, I think she can, you know, handle this. And so she, like, holds the puppies for a little bit. Like, a couple of them nuzzle her. They all like her. There's this really tiny, special white one. That, the runt. Yeah, the run to the litter, though, is also, like, the bravest of them because her and Duncan go out and hunt a deer and bring it back. Fun note, when she shoots things, uh, she blacks out when it happens because she dies alongside them. Is this a real condition? It is, actually. I did read it. And I read something, like, uh, surprising, like, 17% of the population. That seems... that 
That seems high. Yeah, that well, that's what the maybe article maybe said. there's he degrees. Surprisingly high. I think maybe it's like when you like look at a wound and like you feel it in yourself yeah, for like I a second. Yeah, because I don't really second. know how you. But I think it's like such a thing. But I, I would guess that like if if seventeen percent of the people have it, is it way less than the hundred percent that this chick has it at? It's like, like yeah, it's like, like how she's got it at ten, we've got it at a you know a one. It's like how if some dude gets hit in the balls, all guys watching immediately. Your butthole like, clenches? Yeah, yeah. Immediately, you know. You're like, ah. You're like, ooh, ah. Basic empathy is the level one of this. Like I was like I was watching a horror movie, and some girl was holding a machete to a guy's, like, dick, threatening to cut it off. And me and Alden, like, it didn't happen. But me and Alden were both there, and immediately, like, our legs both closed. Like, it didn't happen. Like, what about in that movie, The Package? The package. Oh, yeah. That one also got me, but then you know it started being funny, so I forgot about it. Okay. <laughs> oh, but uh, and so it, it, yeah, like this little white puppy is the one that comes out and like will actually like crawls onto the deer carcass when all the others are like still hiding in the den and the mother's asleep. So yeah, yeah. so they leave them there, and she just yeah. is monitoring them. Yeah, very it's number, number six, six and number but, twenty is the little one. And number six, um. Niels or Evan, one of the other guys on the project was like, oh, we should call her Ash yes. in the beginning. And NT is like, we don't call them by their names because that makes it too hard when they die. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Probably but gonna. they kind of go back and forth between, she starts calling her Ash the further into the book we get, kind of telling we us. We should also talk about number 10. Okay. Uh, no, I, sorry, I, I just meant after you were finished with your thing. That's fine, you can okay. go. Uh, number 10 is another one of these wolves. In uh, basically, unlike all the others, like, she is scared of nothing. Like, the day they, like, the day they open Too the pens, fall. she's out. She fucking leaves her whole pack and goes off. And, and you don't see her for Yeah, she doesn't come back for, like, three months. All of a sudden, like, they come back, she, they have no idea where the fuck she went for three months. But she came back because her sister, one of the other wolves, was having a litter of puppies as well. Yeah. So right. and so. Uh, like, yeah. So number ten, number six, and then number fourteen is the oldest wolf. Yes, of them all. those are the important wolves. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to touch in and cover them because, well, they aren't like they don't have like a lot of like interaction in the plot. They do have a lot of if, impact on how events play out. Yes. All right. And you can tell, like, when you read this book, Inti is, like, borderline obsessed with these wolves. Like, her life yeah. is these wolves. When she watches the wolves, uh, she doesn't just feel them. She, like, in her head, she says, I got, like, I got lost in the wolf. Like, there's a point where they watch a pack of wolves take down a deer. And she's like, I never even felt what happened to the deer. I was so deep in the wolf. So she was feeling more of, like, the sweet, I got this kill, not the, ah, I'm dying because I'm the deer. Alright, so she... But, yeah, good job. So, I guess what we were trying to get at, though, is that she took Duncan when these puppies... They found these puppies, and he's kind of softening up yeah. to the yeah. idea of the wolves now. So, you know, they're still having their little affair. Um, however, yes. Stuart, um, because when she offered to buy this horse, she knew that she didn't have the 3,000 pounds that he asked for. She had 1,000, which she gave him, and then said, I'll have to get the rest for you. Well... She kind of has seen him here and there in town and insinuates to him, like, kind of makes some shitty comments. Yeah, she, she, knows she keeps trying to doing. talk to Lainey, and he gets mad. Yeah. And when he gets mad about that, she starts confronting him to his face. And he starts showing up at her house, and he's like, I want my money. And she's like, well, I don't have it. I'll get it to you when I can. And he's like, well, I'm going to sit outside your house every night until I get my money. Mm-hmm. 
And so he'll sit like just off of the property just to be a fucking dick. You yeah, know? just to be. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. And just so shoot him. Knows. Say he was a straight dog. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw something moving in the woods. Um, so, <laughs> so one night she's at the pharmacy picking up some uh, antidepressant medication for her sister, Aggie. And she sees uh, Stuart, Lady. or she sees Laney in the pharmacy and kind of talks to her a little bit. Stuart shows up. And is you can tell pissed that they're even talking to each other, and India's just had it. She's like, I'm fucking, I'm gonna yeah. taunt this guy until he does something. Yeah, until he goes mad enough, to, like until he hits me, like so, in public where there's no getting around it. So right, they, yeah. as when they're in like the parking lot area, so events starts, later tell me nothing's gonna change. <laughs> <laughs> we she, learn about uh, how casual crime is in this neighborhood. She starts to actually say God. like. You know, if you want to beat a woman so bad, beat me. Like, is this what makes you feel good? And his friends are there. Like, Red is there, the other farmer, another guy. And he's getting pissed. Like, he's coming over to her. Like, you can tell. He's ready to go. She even sees, uh, like, Red, like, coming over. And she's like, they're coming over. She sees Lainey reaching out. She's like, none of them will have the guts to stop him. Yeah, and so as this is happening, I was like, hell yeah, come on, let's do this. Not that I wanted him to hit her, but I was yeah, like, But yeah, like she's, in her she's head, winning. she's even like, I feel the thrill of victory, and then of course... Then Duncan steps up, and he's like... This guy's a fucking bar. teleporter. Yeah. Every time there's a chapter of this book and she's doing anything, you can bet Duncan appears just somehow. Just <laughs> right in there. Yeah. And there's like a pub across the street. He's like, Auntie, go to the pub right now and wait for me there. So she goes in, she's getting a drink, and when Duncan shows up a little bit later, his face is bruised, it's obvious he's been in a fight, he won't tell her exactly what happened. So they go home, or back to his house, they bone again, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. She uh, wakes up at like 2.30, three. 3 something in the yeah. morning early, and she's alone in the bed, and she's like, what the heck is going on? I think the dog is there. Yeah, so she says hi to his dog. dog named Fingle? Fingle? Yeah, Fingle. It's really, well, it was kind of cute. Yeah. Um, uh, sweet dog. Anyway, nice. so the dog is there, and she's like, all right, well, I'm going to go home. Like, she can walk back to where she lives. It's through yeah, the Yeah, he's her closest neighbor. Yeah. It's like, I think a mile. Close, but close enough. Yeah, I think there, it's like a mile walk, but it's like one straight road to her house. So Thanks, she yeah. starts walking and comes across Stuart's dead body. Guts coming out of his stomach. Oh, and she's like, he's fine. Holy shit. He's so fine. she's like, yeah, this dude, he's fucking dead. And she's just, her mind is racing. She's like, oh my God, like his guts are ripped open. Her mind instantly goes to when they find him, they're going to blame this on a wolf. Yeah, she's like, I can't tell whether or not this was a knife wound or a wolf wound. And in my head, I'm like, I don't know if. That would be that hard to tell. I could be wrong. I'm saying it's three something in the morning, so it's that's dark. Fair. He's wearing clothes. You're not going to see wound edges. His guts are everywhere. Well, I mean, if a wolf had done it, they'd have torn through your clothing. So like, would a knife. Yeah, but a or knife a will bullet. leave one slit. A wolf will rip the whole front thing off. It I'm has just saying four your claws. guts are open. There's blood stain everywhere. It's not going to be easy to see. Oh, so she's clearly in a panic. She's in a panic, but she's like, all I know is that my wolves will pay the price, so I decide to bury him. Yeah, <laughs> indeed she does. Okay. So she digs a hole and buries that fucker right there. Jesus, all right. And she's nice. very good at covering tracks and shit. So, so yeah, she has any evidence that this happened. Yes. And I mean, this ground is like, it's not completely frozen, but it's pretty frozen. Yeah, she spends all night just fucking digging this guy a hole. 
She gets home. All right. She crawls into bed with her sister after she cleans up, showers off, and Aggie is... I can't remember the exact dialogue that goes on, but she says something about she was scared to go out, and she's like, well... Or she heard something. Oh, he's here. And she was like, why, like well, why didn't you go out and see what it was? And she was like, well, I can't. What if he's here? And N.T. tells her, he's not here. I killed him. And so at this point, I'm just like, okay, so this is where I was going to stop. So at hmm. this point, what were what was everybody thinking? Uh, oh, I mean, like, obviously at this point, I thought that uh, N.T. had killed Gus. Uh, that's like, exactly what it sounds like, yeah. I, I And I don't blame her. I mean, we don't even know what's happened at this point, but nothing good. I don't think she actually killed him. I think it's more of like what she, you know, has to tell her sister to try and keep it like calm and like sort of under control. But I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think he like got away with everything that seemed to have happened. Okay, well, I guess maybe the bigger part of this was that she buried this body. Oh, it, oh, <laughs> we're, <laughs> I love. Oh yeah, yeah. No, so I mean, who, who was the body again? Gus Stewart. Stewart. The guy Stewart. that was beating his wife. Okay, that was Stuart. Okay, Gus was the... Yeah. I don't bad. feel that bad that she just buried him. I don't either. I was just like, no, I, think I don't think fine. that was the wisest way to go about it. No, there, there was... Because I like you're right. Once somebody was able to take a close look, they would have been able to see that it wasn't Yeah, I, But I in mean, her panic... So I, I can see it going down one of two ways. Like, depending on how lucky you are, like, if you can get a coroner, like, That's before anyone finds out he's dead, who's like, okay, this dude got stabbed... Uh, Which in this town is not likely. No, unlikely. <laughs> but if if someone if the town hears he dies before there's an autopsy, wolves are done. No matter what that comes back as, those wolves are dying tonight. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'll so go to a fucking pen and shoot them in a pen, like fish in a barrel. They're not in a pen anymore. They're yeah, out they, they got in let the out. Forest. I'll put them back in the pen. Well, why are you on the side of the town? I'm thinking about what they're thinking. I'm putting my shoes in their shoes. Your shoes in their shoes. Myself in their shoes. You're really excited to go hunt these wolves, Asa. No, I don't want to hunt wolves. For a guy who's never hunted anything. I like wolves. Oh, man, we're going three for three, aren't we? Asa, tell us about your hunting stories. I'm not a killer, Caleb. You're a lover, not a fighter? I'm not a fighter. But he's like, I'm not necessarily a lover. Uh, I'm a drinker, not not really a lover. (laughs) Yeah, you don't touch Mallory's thigh nearly enough to be a lover. Oh, my God. Disgusting. (laughs) Okay, so, moving on. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I swear to God. (laughs) 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 Oh, my gosh. Okay, so... Pretty quickly after this happens, oh, Stuart yeah. is reported missing. So they of course he is. they organize search parties, and he takes part in it. Nothing is found, obviously. She does get called down to the station, questioned by um, Duncan, and then there's another detective that works there, also named Bonnie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's you know kind of going through the questions like, where were you last night? His She's name is like, Bonnie. No, her name is Bonnie. Her the name. other detective. I do understand his mistake because you said their name is Bonnie and then oh. you immediately just started saying he like you were following what oh, Bonnie was doing. Oh, sorry. My bad. No, no, Bonnie's a girl. Duncan's doing the interview without Bonnie. Okay. And without Got recording it. it. Got and it. he's asking N.T., where were you last night? She says, you know where I was. Kind of just giving him a shit time about it. She's pretty it. annoyed. 
Yeah. yeah. And then where and were you last she, night? Uh, she tells him that she finally reveals that she has this mirror touch synesthesia thing and that she could never kill somebody because of what it would do to her. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And usually she said men would fuck with her a lot. Like they would touch themselves to see like how she reacts or whatever. And he doesn't do this. So she's... She's constantly in this back and forth, like, you're a piece of shit. Why would you call me in here to question it? And then she's like, oh, respect. You didn't try to fuck with me. You know? Well, I mean, he had... I, I get know, why he called good. her in, like, first, because the townspeople are clearly going to go after her first. Well, they're calling in anybody that had seen Stuart in, like, the days leading up to... Yeah, he, we learned later he's interviewed literally everyone in town. Well, yeah, but I also feel like it would make sense, because to keep the townspeople off her back, clearly yeah. you'd go after her first, and they're like, all right, clearly, like... Yeah, I think it would make sense in a way like that. And he, she does get the inkling that he thinks that she did it. But mm. she's also like, he wasn't there when yeah, I was Yeah, she has the inkling. I think he, he might have done it. it. <laughs> so enough, yeah. it's kind of funny because they're you're surmising they both suspect each other. All right. Which, yeah, because you know, not great. Not no. great Having for this affair, lovers. You know? Yeah, <laughs> we definitely learn a little more about him. Uh, she goes to a party at his house later, like with all his friends, Fergus and Bonnie and Amelia, the, who's the local vet. And they're all hanging out and trying to fix his furniture because he wants to be a carpenter and he sucks at it. But he cooks them food, which he's apparently good at, and they do the carpentry. Uh, but they learn from, uh, I think, it, either Bonnie or Amelia that he had maybe been sleeping with Lainey. He was having and an affair with Stuart's wife. Oh, they were okay. together in high school. They had broken up. Lainey obviously married Stuart, but Clearly, there yeah. was still something going on. All right. Mm. So she's not pleased, and the whole reason she came to this party in the first... Well, she didn't know there was a party, she but she was coming over. over to talk to him because she is pregnant. Ah! Oh, God. Oh, my God. That throws her into things. Yep. And so she's... Her first thought is, like, I will not be having this child... Um, and then Aggie says, your baby is the size of a pea or something like that. Like, Aggie just knows that she's pregnant. Yeah. And she's like, okay. Twin sense, you know. Yeah. Yeah, apparently. Only until I throw a so trip down these stairs. So she does not tell him. Jesus Christ, Asa. <laughs> Only until I get thrown off a horse, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> God, why? Wow, okay. Dark. <laughs> That's what happened to Stu. Prompt to an abortion. Very dark. Okay. So she leaves the party without Aggie. We found a way to get there, Asa. She leaves the party without having told Duncan about any of this. She's now pretty pissed at him. Um, <laughs> in the meantime here, uh, two more wolves have died, but they do go out, check it out, and it looks like they got into a fight with another yeah. wolf pack. So, yeah, the, uh, the the big wolf pack with like 10 and 14, the ancient wolf, got into a fight with uh, Ash and her puppy wolf pack. It wasn't the ancient wolf. Oh, he wasn't one of the... He, it was his pack, yes. though. Because uh, it turns out number six had another daughter, and she mated with a wolf, and they basically stay with uh, six and her puppies. But, uh, you know, while this is sad, they're like, this is natural. Yeah, yeah that, that's normal. That's not so, people murdering. Them. Yeah, so it's sad, but it's not as devastating as yeah, it's just how wolf murder was. Basically defend their territory. So this is just kind of, you know, all of this stuff is happening in her personal life, and then in the background we have these other things happening. So, Inti is, like, fairly convinced herself that Duncan played a role in killing Stuart. Because now she's like, he was in love with Lainey. He was having an affair with her. Her husband was beating her. Why wouldn't he 
kill him for her. Yeah. This is kind yeah. of this what she's created in her mind. Not entirely wrong, but she's more running off of her own assumptions than any facts that she has. Well, it does make sense based on the facts that I know. It's not now. the least substantial murder plan I've ever heard from someone. She calls her yeah. mother in Australia and is like, how do you figure out who did it? And her mom is pretty much like, you just trace it back to the beginning and I don't know. Kind of vague. Yeah, it, uh, basically... Uh, it was like tie. learn everything, like build a timeline, uh, follow everything, uh, you know, learn everywhere they went that day. And they were like, well, how do I tell if people are lying? She's like, assume they're all lying until you can prove that it's true. Right. And then during this same phone call, she asked her mom, you know, did something happen to you to make you this way? Like her mom literally has just pictures of like murderers yeah, her and case abuse walls victims. Are, like, all over the place. And she. this is how she lives her life, just surrounded by this. And her mom tells her, like, yes, my your <clears throat> step-grandfather, my stepfather was abusive to me. And they've yeah. never known that and part she's of like, her family. When so. did you get over it? And she's like, honey, I sleep with photos of dead girls on my wall. And that's the end. <laughs> and so their mom has this trauma that she's essentially passed on to them. Like That's why she's so everybody. worried about them when they were kids. Is yeah. so that they wouldn't. And then, of course... Uh, yeah, this also doesn't sound great. Yeah, no. it's it's not ideal. She goes out to visit uh, Red McRae because she wants to find out if he had anything going on, like anything to do with the Stewart murder. She essentially starts investigating it herself. <laughs> yeah, she goes fully into it. And I love this part exclusively because this is when we meet Douglas McRae. Okay. Okay, so Audacity maybe gave us a little bit of a hang-up there, but we're back. We're talking about Douglas McRae. Uh, that's Red McRae's dad, hanging out on the farm, welcomes in uh, welcomes in Inti. He's like, oh, hey, you're the wolf lady. Uh, and she's like, wolf woman. And he's like, ah, oh, yeah, my bad, wolf woman. You want some tea? And he starts talking to her about He's like, oh, yeah, I'm really excited to see the wolves back there. She's like, really? Red was so against it. I thought you'd hate it. And he was like, nah, man. Not everyone hates those wolves. And she's like, you don't care about the sheeps? And he's like, no. The time of sheep is over. And then that's it. That's oh, the, oh, oh, yeah. He's like, tell her to come to a knitting Yeah, he's club. like, you should come to the knitting club and hang out with us. <laughs> the time of sheep is over. The time of the wolf is upon us. The hour of the wolf has come. <laughs> I think the time of man is over. Just jumps out the window, on. starts howling. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of that. He's like a 70-year-old dude who just likes going to a knitting circle to hang out with his friends. It's yeah, like a cool. social hour. You're like way nicer than his kid. <laughs> we know he's banging everyone in that knitting club. But at this point, he she does... He does flirt with a particular lady. Yeah, hey, Miss Doyle. Uh, but he does... Uh, at this point, Red does come back. They talked, She talks to Red for a bit. Uh, uh, basically being like, hey, can you tell me what you saw in the fight with... Uh, Duncan and Stewart that night, and he's like, well, you gotta drop the charges about me shooting the wolf in. And she's like, oh, Duncan never told him that he dropped the charges. And she's like, yeah, deal, done, you got it. Solid. <laughs> but I think, does Red, is this a point when she finds out that Duncan pretty much beat the shit out of Stewart? Yes, and we learned that Duncan kicked the fuck out of him. And then he was like, I'm taking you just to sit in the cell at the station yeah. until Lainey can come get you. Well, right. yeah, it, yeah. yeah. He, to, she was going to leave him in the drunk tank overnight. Yeah, but Lainey was like, oh, I'm going to go get him. We haven't learned that of Lainey course. picked him up yet. But yeah. this is from what we know. He was like, last we saw, 
you know, he was in the car with Duncan, and Duncan was, you know, supposed to be dropping him off at the station. So, she learns that. I'm guessing he didn't get to the station. (laughs) Okay. So... (laughs) This whole time... The way you said that, Asa. And T has been trying to get a hold of Lainey because she mm-hmm. wants to, like, find out, you know, did Stuart come home? What time did he leave? All she also details. does want to make sure she's okay. Yes, but, but Lainey has been avoiding her, and Lainey's family is kind of like, leave her alone. She doesn't want to see you. But uh, NT finally runs into her at the pub and asks if she can talk to her. And Lainey is, you can tell uncomfortable, but she's like, fine, whatever. So they're having this conversation, and it's getting, I was so, well, we'll get to it. But what happens, essentially, is Lainey tells Inti, she's like, I saw you that night, and I saw what you did to him. And Inti is thinking she saw me burying him. And she's like, yeah, that's not great, but you haven't turned me in yet. And Lainey's like, if I wanted to turn you in, I would. Yeah, she's like, I don't feel like owing you. I shouldn't have to owe you for this. And then uh, Inti asks her, you know, like, are you happy that he's gone? And she's like, well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Basically, she's like, he he was my best friend and my husband, the love of my life. He's like, and I've been a ghost in my own home for years. Yes, I'm glad he's gone. Hmm. And then just walks away. So uh, my mind was just kind of whirling. I was like, I had a lot of different thoughts. And then she goes home, and T does, and she's talking to Aggie. Or she's not talking to her, but she's looking at her, and she's thinking to herself, are you even real? Yeah, actually, I had the thought the second Aggie showed up in the book later. I was like, no one else sees her. She's always in the house. Maybe she is a hallucination. So I kind of put a little break here because I was, like, Mm -hmm. wanted to discuss, like, what we all thought. Because after that, I thought the same thing. Like, has she been making her up this whole time? Or did Aggie die? Did Aggie never exist in the first place? That would have been wild. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) ah, that doesn't really make sense. But Yeah, because a lot of people got punched. Yes. Um... (laughs) But then I also yeah. thought, what if they had switched places at one point? Oh, and we've been following Aggie the whole time? And Aggie just felt like she had to carry on Inti's life because Inti died because of whatever Aggie had been. All would have been really interesting plots. Not not accurate. I was just None like, of that's accurate. holy <laughs> shit, at this point in the book, I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, is Inti like, because she's spiraling right now. Like, she's getting out of control. Oh, yeah. So, and I was like, did she murder him and she blacked it out? I actually thought that might be the case. Oh, yeah. Because there, there's some... Because uh, yeah. right after this uh, is when the wolves start to cause trouble. So a lot of livestock are getting killed. Yeah, we find out that number 10, the one who's not afraid of humans, is like, oh, hey, free sheep. And people won't put up fences, so she just runs out in... Slaughters a sheep, eats it, and then runs back into the woods. Yeah. And remember we said Inti's kind of abrasive. So they have to go out and investigate each time a livestock animal is killed. Yes. So they go out to this one farm, and he, the farmer is saying something about... This my prize cow. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And Inti's like, how long had the fucking wolves been here, and how long did you know they were going to be here? You can't put up a fucking fence, you idiot. What did you think was going to happen? Like, yeah. literally no fucking As he's weeping over his dead cow. Yeah, she's like, get over it, you fool. This is pretty much your own fault. She's <laughs> like, if it had been my pet, I'd be weeping too, but fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, yeah. But 
Uh, she is concerned for the rest of the wolves and, like, what this is going to mean for them. Like, at one point, yeah, like, she she sees that, or she learns that number 10 is creeping up on Red McRae's property. And she goes and sits there with a gun. And when he shows up, she, like, shoots off a shot just to scare her away. All right. Um, Good move. Yeah, so she... Yeah, and Red comes out and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and she's like, I... She's like... Basic. Someone had to make sure you're super safe, and he's like, "Okay, well, fuck." It. Uh, I did, will say this for Red. He is one of the only farmers who did take the time to put up fences. Yeah. Like he did at least take some of his own measure. Took some precautions. And- yeah. But he's like, "Okay, it's not your job to watch my sheep, especially in your condition, because she's visibly pregnant now." So she has pretty much just ignored the fact that she's pregnant. She has never sought any medical care. Yeah, she's just pretending it's not happening. Yeah, I mean, she's it's she's a. Yeah, and She's then walking a fine line of like sanity. Th- this is my. Just we're coming up on my favorite bad bitch moment for her. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this part is this a was, bummer. I was so like I almost had to put this book down and just. Yeah, walk she away. she's driving back into town bummer for warning, Halloween. Real quick, I yeah, guess. Yeah, bummer warning. Uh, we we talked briefly about uh, Wolf Fourteen, who's the oldest and biggest of all the wolves they have there. Like just this ancient dude. He's not even the leader of his pack, but all the wolf like still keep him around. Well, she comes up and she finds that he's basically been gutted and dangled from the welcome to town sign. Mm. Tongue just hanging out of his mouth. Yeah, it's like yeah she's... Just a terrible She fully image. goes on the warpath, basically goes back to her lab and she's like, this dumb motherfucker. He took the fucking collar as a trophy. So it took her three minutes to figure out where this guy lives. And Duncan's like, hey, I know one of your wolves got murdered. I'm looking into it. He's like, do you know where it is? And she's like, no. But mm-hmm. I will soon. And he's like, wait, wait, no. And then she... He takes a little trip to the store to buy a crowbar. Yeah. Drives right, to this yeah. dude's house. Nice. Walks up. Smashes every window on his car. And when he comes out and starts screaming at her, she bashes in his fucking legs. God. Ah, all right. So he now walks with the And then throws the crowbar on the ground and leaves. And the way... Like, this book is super well written. I thought, and it's like, it just kind of gets dark. And, like, there's just a paragraph where it's like, I shattered his kneecap. I, was I thought for a second she fully killed him. Battery. He was charged with killing the wolf. Yeah. Neither one of us served jail Yeah, we had a bunch End of fines. Paragraph. I was like, <laughs> I don't Jesus. think Stuart punching her would have done anything. <laughs> I don't think so either. She broke a dude's kneecap with a crowbar. And, yeah, I, I don't blame her. Yeah, that was you, fucked up. Yeah. I don't trust a person that's oh, that yeah, cool no, animals. Yeah. Because he just went out and hunted it. Yeah, he just wanted to. He just wanted to kill it. He didn't like, own sheep. He wasn't a farmer. Yeah. He, he just took it as an excuse. He was like, oh, go, they, I can kill him now. His name is Colm? C-O-L-M. Yeah, Colm. Yeah. They're here. So I'll shoot him. Later, a few nights later, or not a few nights later, I guess he's able to walk on his legs. Some time has passed. Um, he gets a mob together. Um, her and Aggie are asleep. Somebody starts banging on their windows along the house. A window is broken. They're freaking out. Obviously, they both have some PTSD. Uh, NT calls Duncan and says he's at the house. He comes right over. They yeah. scatter. Oh, no, he arrests all oh, of them, throws right. them in the truck. And then he goes in to, like, see if they're okay. And they're both, cr- like, crouched on the ground. And she's like, get away, get away. Like, it's so, they have, like, knives on, yeah. Yeah, they're, it's, like, kind of wild. Like, they're afraid of they're him. They're full panic. Even though, like, 
she knows that he didn't have anything to do with it. It's and he like at this point sees that she's pregnant. Yeah, like, like their fear is fully overwhelmed. Yes. And then we kind of flash back again to when they lived in Alaska and they were all living in the same house and it became very apparent to NT that this is a very toxic relationship. Like they were kind of constantly trying to one up each other, being about assholes how awful to they could each be. other. The parents but uh, no, uh, Augie and Gus. Oh, Aggie. Aggie, sorry. Her sister okay. and her brother-in-law. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. We've it. lost Asa, I would say. Got it. No, uh, it's, well, eh, whatever. Well, I mean, we, we did just jump decades again. <laughs> yeah, you didn't give us the warning of the decade jump. She just said we traveled back. I, I, We're going back in time to when they lived in Alaska. Oh, I mean, I, I didn't hear that part, but I did keep up the who we were talking about. Okay. So we're back in Alaska where they are all living together. Yep. Um... And this is very toxic relationship. It's getting worse and worse. Aggie tells Inti she should probably get her own place so she can be closer to work. Um, and Inti just, she kind of feels bad because she always just stands back. Even though she can hear them, like, screaming through the walls, she never does anything about it. And then one night, you know, Inti, um, what? I, just, I was catching up in the book. I got to a... I, the later I learned the sack used to smash our windows was full of what remained of 14's body. I forgot yep. about that. Yeah, yeah that, that was a bummer. I tried to forget uh, that. That is a bummer. So she's she comes home, uh, and Gus is there with all his buddies getting just fucking drunk. Including They're all just his hooligans. cousin, who yeah. is a dickbag to Inti because Inti slept with him once and didn't really want anything more. Yeah, never yeah. did all it right. again. Uh, and... They basically, they're just shitlords. They just get drunk and, you know, harass uh, Inti and Aggie. And, like, Aggie comes home and they try to, like, go upstairs and hide. And basically they drag Aggie out of the room. And Prior to this happening. Well, this isn't the big one. This is oh, when okay. Aggie, or Inti decides okay. uh, she's got to do something. Like, they basically lock her in the bathroom to keep her, uh, you know... Out of, out, out of their way to stop being annoying. Uh, and so Inti decides that she is going to do this in herself. Like, she's not waiting for this to fall apart on its own. And so she dresses up like Aggie, does her makeup like Aggie, and fully goes to talk to Duncan and is like, hey. Gus? It, yeah, man. Sorry, I fucked that up. Uh, yeah, she goes to talk to Gus and is like, hey, uh, me and Auntie are moving out. And he's like, "I we already had this talk. I told you, if you guys move out, I'll hunt you down and I'll kill her. So basically, if she ever right. tries to leave him, he's threatened to kill her sister. So Auntie's like, uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But they go home. Great. He takes her to the bedroom, still thinking she's Aggie as far as we know. Yeah, and they start. He starts like kind of making you know moves like they're gonna have sex, and he starts like choking her out. Yep, all right. And she's like, okay, so this is what Aggie goes through, and then Aggie opens the door and is like, oh, busted. And then he realizes what's going on, and then shit just kind of. Yeah, like explodes at first it starts like there. a joke that they're trying to talk their way out of, and then Jared shows up, and it just keeps going. James. Her, his cousin was Jared, I thought. James. 
Confirmed for us, Caleb. But All right, on it. J-Word, uh, J-Dog, shows up. J-Dog shows up and pulls a classic J-Dog move by <laughs> choking a girl out and throwing her on the bed. And Gold Star warning, I guess. Uh, we're about to go way past a bummer warning. Uh, you want to handle it, Mal? I don't think I wait, should. No. Okay, so they... Give me a moment. I need to prepare, and I also can't find the name of this dude. It doesn't matter. We're going to stick with J-Dog. It's not real important. Okay. I don't think I like... Yeah, I also don't want to hear about this. Me and Alden did watch a horror movie. That wasn't scary, but it did have a scene... That was disturbing. That was very disturbing, and I feel like I'm going to have to relive it right now. Indeed you are. Okay, well, Gus and his cousin J-Dog... Kind of take I don't Aggie like upstairs. that doesn't help. And Inti's like, no, like, don't take her in there. Like, just shut up and get out of our way. They take her into the room. Essentially, like, when Inti does get into the room, because she keeps knocking, keeps yelling, and he's like, just shut her up. So they open the door and bring her in. Her sister's completely naked on the bed. They're just tag teaming her, like, gang raping her, essentially. She's yeah. just, like, getting the shit beat out of her. Like, they're holding Inti down while it's. Two cousins. I'm like, first of all, what you're doing is disgusting. Ugh. Second of all, you're two family members looking at each other's dicks. What is happening? Here? I don't. I don't even think that registers on the scale for me at the moment. He's like moved fully into I'm evil. It doesn't saying, matter. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> how I, twisted of a person are you? That first of all you do this, and then it's like a family. Yeah, I'm having to relive that horror movie. That literally scarred me and all. That's of some Texas so, Chainsaw Massacre weird. shit. And it's he pretty much. She, again, she feels guilty because she just lays on the bed, but what she's seeing is what she feels. So, it's just this double fucked up thing. I hate all of this. It's so bad. They crushed her phone. She had been trying to call 911, and she had called 911 twice earlier in the night to make a noise complaint just so that the cops would show up, but they would just leave. And then when she sees what's going on and she's going to call James or J-Dog, takes her phone and stomps on it. I doesn't help. It makes everything worse. So can we just say James? Finally no. in the morning, she's <laughs> no, able can't. to call the cops. An ambulance comes and takes Aggie. She's barely alive. She's yeah, no longer she's, able she's to have children. Fully gone into a fugue state. And she never talks again after this. I like, wouldn't either. She's just not personally the yeah, person her, she was is gone. Her, yeah, basically they described it as like she's bleeding so profusely. Like, she can't ever have kids again. Like, uh, it was, there was, we went straight, like, I feel like, not straight, but very closely from, like, the wolf getting killed and strung up in town to this. And I yeah. was like, I need a fucking break. It was. In between the, like, bad. traumatic yeah, events just, hey, happening. And then she goes back to uh, Gus's house and basically sneaks in while he's asleep. Well, he's out on bail. Like, he did get arrested, but until his trial, they're letting him, like, stay out in the general public. Yeah. Which is mind-blowing. I mean, that seems really common these days, to be honest. But But she's like, extremely depressing. like, after this, she's like, all right, I'm going to fucking kill him. Yeah, so she basically, he wakes up and she has a knife to his throat. Does she kill him? No, so she wants oh, to. She she breaks the skin. Yeah, like she's fully prepared to slash her own throat, quote unquote. And uh, she says, like, there's fear in his eyes, and he's like, please don't, NT, please don't. And she's just like pressing the knife, and she just can't do it. And so she she ends up saying, you know, if, if you ever try to find, yeah, if I see again, your face even for an instant, I'll kill you. There will be no matter what it does to me, I'll kill you. 
and he just like kind of blinks like, okay, I understand. God, I, I hate. And then that's this. the last we ever hear of Gus. Don't know what happens with the trial. No idea. Yeah, they. So they that leave. now we kind of know. I'm about well, we to know leave. the backstory. Oh my god. Do we do we need a do we need a crying out for help, going. Caleb? I, I I can't I can't we can't go through that at the moment. Okay. Continue, Mallory. So now back in present time in Scotland with the wolves, the group is now looking for Wolf Number Ten because they're like she's the most like the most likely suspect of all of these attacks. If we can get her and bring her in or kill her, the other chances. God, this is such a jarring transition. I'm not over the last part just yet. I'm not either. (laughs) I know. It's It's like, anyways, so wolves. uh, You go from dark to darker to to a little bit lighter, but still dark. Some some bad bitch wolf stepping on our turf. Yes, and they're trying to do what would be best for the other wolves, give them the best chance. So they're trying to find number 10. Um, So... Sorry, I lost my thought a little bit. But while she, uh, Inti is at the cottage where she lives with Aggie, Bonnie, the other detective, shows up and starts kind of asking Inti questions, indicating that she's also starting to suspect Duncan of the murder or the the missing or the disappearance of Stuart. And Mm -hmm. Inti's like, ah, shit. (laughs) But Uh, she's decided she trusts Duncan, so she says, yes, he was with her all night. She covers for him. Uh, so she feels bad because this same day that Bonnie comes to talk to her, he's been trying to call her and she hasn't been answering it. So she's like, I'm just going to drive over to his house I and I'll talk to him in person and let him know that Bonnie is, you know, thinking this way yeah. about him. So she drives over and hey guys, we go. Hey guys, bummer warnings back. I don't... We never should have lifted it, right? <laughs> Why did Bonnie... I, I wanted Bonnie to make sure they knew that it stood. Bonnie and... <laughs> Bonnie's... Bonin. No. So, uh, so Inti shows up, and she goes into his cabin. He's not there. Fingal, the dog, is not there. But she can tell the fire is going, so he was there recently, and he would never just leave the house, you know, with all of this going. So mm, she walks out. She mm. sees Fingal. In a pool of blood, stomach s- open, guts out. He's still alive, which I think is almost worse. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, so yes. much worse, yes. Yes, so the dog is alive, and she's like, oh my god, where is Duncan? And she looks over and sees Duncan, also throat sp- slit, yeah. well, like, still yeah, alive. Uh, gut to throat. <laughs> still alive, but not doing well, obviously. Of and course he's, not. He's just basically like, my dog, my dog, my yeah. dog. I give him credit. I care about the dog, too. Like, he loves that dog. Like It's yes. something to focus he on. He makes her least. promise that even if she'll take him to the hospital, she has to bring the dog. Yeah, so, of course. <laughs> so I'm going to get us to a certain point, and then i got to backtrack a little bit yep, because yep. I passed over my own notes. So I... keep in mind, Indy is about nine months pregnant here. Of course. And she does have her car here, so she picks up, or not picks up, but drags Duncan, essentially, gets him into the car... And then goes back and gets the dog because she's like, the least I can do is get his dog. It's all he's worried about right now. Yeah. yeah. In the car, the dog dies. Mercifully, um, I 
Yeah, but he's there with his owner and definitely mercifully. So and he's petting him. She gets him to the hospital. They take him right back to surgery. They're like, it, this could last all day. There's really no chance he's even going to live. No. They yeah. take Inti back to check her because she's clearly pregnant. She tells them she's never, you know, had any prenatal care and they're like, you fucking idiot. Yeah, they go on to, like, they start, like, really go- talking to her about it and she fully checks out. And then she's like, I got things to do. Gotta go. Yeah. Peace. She's like, a wolf basically took two people, I or, you know, a person I care about. Because she's like, oh god, this has got to be number ten. I can't, like, I should have stopped him when I or stopped her when I had the chance. I always knew that this was a possibility and a likelihood, and I didn't do it when I should have. She goes home. Aggie is like, "What are you doing?" And she like grabs her gun and she's like, "I'm going to kill a wolf." I don't think yep. a wolf goes from like belly button to throat. So they do tear you open it? and eat your insides. Yes, and this so they go for bit, the stomach and the neck. Those are the spots yeah, they attack. Like, but so I'm going to pause there for a second because I did, uh, we got so into part of it, I skipped over. Yeah, we got a little too hard into some so of the... So we know that Duncan uh, walks with a limp. Yeah. So his oh, backstory, right. we do gotta... he uh, grew up with a pretty, well, very abusive father who would beat his mother and him whenever he tried to defend her. Yeah. He actually shattered Duncan's femur when he was a teenager. That's why he was and, a Yeah, and the and mother wouldn't bring wouldn't him. take him to the doctor. I so see. it healed wrong. Yeah. I can't. So when he's book. 16, there's a lot uh, of bad. He kills his here. father. Oh, and yeah. people just... are like, he killed her defending his mother. And then he comes clean to Inti and says, he yeah. had already beat the shit. He had killed his mom. Ah. And he was like, I didn't do anything while this was happening, but after the fact, he I took, just Yeah, took, I took the same tire iron and bashed his head in that he used to break my leg. So his father killed his mother in front of him, and then he killed was his father. It, did he wait as sort of a payback to his mom? I think, I think it was just, the same couple of minutes. Okay. Yeah, so I think, I think he while just, that, when he saw his mom died, he got up, walked over, grabbed the tire iron, and put it rest. And he always said, like, his mom was the kindest person ever, so he just tried to take after her. Yeah, he tried to be like his mom, not his dad. Yes. And prior to, uh, like, once he realizes that Inti mm. is pregnant and finally, like, confronts her about it and, like, is it mine? She says, you know, you didn't want children. And he was like, well, that pretty much changed the second I met you. Like, he's really in love with Inti. And she's like, I'm a terrible person. I can't have a kid. There's, like, nothing but emptiness inside of me. And he's like, that's not true. That's clearly not true. Yeah, like, you're still, like, so caring and kind. And she just, she's not hearing any of this. Like I said, she's, like, on a bad path right now. This is why I'm <laughs> so, comparing her to Chloe. Sorry, I'll back it off with Shara, but it's... This is apples and oranges. <laughs> it's not. We'll go into it later. We're going to have this fight. <laughs> oh, my God. I, <laughs> so... Back to uh, back to Duncan is in the hospital. Fingal is dead. Oh, cool, great. Uh, Inti is like number ten. I gotta come get you because yeah, you're just she, causing all of this. She go. Uh, she knows that like her guys, uh, Evan and Niels, are too worn out from tracking this wolf through the snow. So she goes and gets Gall, the horse she bought, uh, who's been healing with her for the last nine months. Gets a rifle and heads off into the wilderness to hunt a wolf. So she's slowly tracking this wolf, but she's finally, like, finding some tracks. She keeps on moving on. She has to camp one night. This, Like I said, this chick is like a bad bitch. Snow on the ground, cold outside, I'm just going to build a fire. I'm nine months pregnant. Eh, yeah, just goes Me and my horse are going to Tracking the mountains for two days. So then she finally does C-10 
and she like comes across her. They stare at each other. Number ten just stares right back, and she shoots her, kills her. Ah. Yeah. She picks and her body up, puts yeah, her like on the she, horse. Yeah, like she has the blackout moment. She lays with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pets her for a long time. And then loads her and takes her back. Because she knows that if she doesn't bring the body back, nobody will believe that she actually killed her. Which is true. Uh, yeah. So. Don't, don't, don't. Don't give don't. up on us yet, Caleb. I'm. So, she geez. puts the wolf on the horse. They're headed back. And all of a sudden, what do you know? She goes into labor. That's yeah, what she's, I was because thinking she's was pregnant. Yeah, she's, she has had some she's almost back, moments. but she is. She is not close enough. So well, like she's she, been bouncing along on the horse too. That well, then she picked. She dragged a full-grown man up into a car. Yeah, she. A lot of, a lot of things. She fully things. gives birth to a kid in the woods alone. She screams so loud though while she's having contractions that the horse runs off. Yeah. With, oh, that's not great. With her supplies, her matches, any ability to make a fire. Should have tied the horse. So to she the just. Tree. Well, she was. She was giving it, birth. Yeah. You gotta prioritize. Jesus. I don't think you're given the option. Just you're, you're, you're a not. fucking man. She got off. Just gotta hold it in. You're fully. That's not a choice you gotta make. But once it's time, it's time. <laughs> this is a, a very intense part of the book where she's like, oh, yeah, fuck. she like, marches through the snow. She starts hallucinating her dad. Well, she has the baby. Is carrying the baby. Yeah. She's like, I gotta put my clothes back on, or we're never gonna make it. She's just huddled up. Jesus, could you imagine? Fuck. I could. And then she Obviously. sees these glowing eyes. Yeah, well, trees. as you say, I thought the dad came first and then the wolves. I don't remember. Yeah, basically she hallucinates her dad saying, like, he's like, it's this way. He's like, the forest cared for you after all. And uh, then, like, she basically no. looks around and all these wolves are around her. They smell the placenta. Well, yeah, because she keeps walking, but she's hemorrhaging. Yeah. So she's just blood. And like she's like, she drops to her, her knees and she's like, I I'll was, pre- yeah, like, I'm prepared. Like, I'll, pre- like, Whispers to the kid to live, and she's like, but I'm prepared to, like, get eaten by a wolf. And then number 20, the little wolf puppy. No, number, was it number it's 20? It's 20. Oh, okay. The, the wolf baby wanders up to her, because it was, she had cuddled her when it was a baby. And so the wolf comes up and lays down next to her. And then they all kind of, like, the whole pack, I think. Yeah, they cuddle up to her, her. And they keep her warm. And then in the morning, she wakes up, and Aggie is there on the horse. Like, the horse had gone back. And Without Aggie her. got and on Aggie and rode like out to find fuck? her. She gives Aggie the baby because the baby is alive and mm. was born healthy, reasonably considering. But it's considering. cold. Yeah. It's cold outside. The baby needs care. And, and she like, can't ride a horse I'll in her condition. I'll come back for you. And then she kind of is in and out. And the next time she comes to Red McRae is there. Yeah, Red McRae and some people have shown up. Like when Aggie came back, they she told them and they went out looking for people. So next thing we know, Inti wakes up in the hospital. She's alive. Uh, she's doing well. The baby is doing well. Aggie is actually talking to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and Inti confesses that she did not, in fact, kill Gus. And Aggie's like, okay. Um, and I'm going to kind of go out of order a little bit here. Just, yeah. just very, like, not very minor. But they're in the hospital. She learns that Duncan is alive. Uh, she goes and talks to him, takes the baby in. He's, like, crying of happiness. Um, and then we get. He can't to, talk anymore. Like he, they he say, he can probably never talk again. Yeah, what he does. Well, he he at later in the book he's doing it with writing. He doesn't talk. It, he doesn't have any more verbal lines. Oh, okay. I guess you're right. Um, so here is a here's the next twist. Well, I don't know actually, she's in the, the hospital. Red comes in to like see her, and she's like, "I killed the wolf. Like her body's at my house. If you need to know." And he was like. 
I believe you. And I think we just need to start working yeah. together. Like, he's he, coming around. Well, like, he fully came It turns out he came around a little earlier, and you just hadn't found his way there. He to felt to her. like he had done an evil Yeah, thing he's like, when you wolf. killed her, he's like, was she scared? And he was like, no, she was calm. And he was like, it was the same with the other one. He's like, as soon as I'd done it, I knew it was an evil thing. Yeah, and while she was in the woods, like, almost dying, like, and he also kind of had a realization that instead of just barging into this village and being like, hey, fuckers, we got some wolves, maybe she should have, like, tried to level with them. Yeah, we tried to work with them. kind of down on all of them for not understanding, but, you know, like, when somebody's not proficient in what you are proficient in... You can't just look down on them. Like, they don't know. Yeah, it's hard to get you to a level to... when you know everything. Yeah, because, like, she yeah. learned it when she joined, like, the knitting circle like, and started making friends and understanding. Like, like even, like, the cashier at the Wolf, they're like, oh, you're the Wolf Lady. And Not she was like, was yeah, but she was, they were like, did you get a hold one? She's like, if you petted them, like, when they were puppies and, like, they're like, we're actually really excited to see wolves in Scotland again. Yeah, so she learns that not the whole town is against it, but she never really took the time to figure it out or get yeah, to, to meet any of them. them. Yeah, all right. But okay, so I feel like you know these are these are progress moves. You know, we're moving ahead. So here's the the last bomb dagger twist, so to speak. Fucking handle it. Oh, it, it's uh, I was kind of pissed. I was pretty bummed. So, yeah. So uh, guess who killed Stewart? Tried to kill Duncan. Who killed Stewart? Yeah, quiz time. Who killed? Red. Who? Red. Wrong. Slash Aggie. Correct. Correct. Yeah, I, my guess is going to be Aggie. <laughs> so Aggie killed Stuart, which is why Lainey thought she saw in T. Oh, that makes sense. Killing Stuart that night. Because she did see. Because she had, uh, she kept having flashes of Gus coming to her, uh, to their house, but she had been hearing. Uh, Stuart sitting on yeah, the Yeah, well, no, and she'd also been hearing uh, Inti talk about Stuart and what a piece of shit he was. So when he showed up at their house to threaten her, uh, Aggie just grabbed a knife and followed him out into the woods and stabbed him in the stomach and just left. And said, see ya. See ya, fucker. Well, that's a wrap. <laughs> so then be my guess, yeah. she I made this insinuation the night that Colm and that gang showed up at the house breaking the windows when Duncan showed up and Inti was like, get away from us, get away from us, she just took it upon herself Yeah, she to, didn't uh, understand what was happening. She just happening. assumed that Inti was afraid of Duncan. And so she went to kill him, and Fingal tried to protect him, so she killed Fingal, and Fingal had bit her in the process. Unforgivable. <laughs> uh, yes, I would say so. I don't like any of this. Nope. So, uh, number 10 never killed any human. Did kill livestock, never killed a human. Yeah, so she killed like, number 10 for essentially no reason. She does mark she was going to have to kill 10 either way. Like, they because were never going to forgive the wolf the for killing livestock. livestock but, but uh, yeah, I was just like, what the fuck, Aggie? Yeah, God. Maybe could we talk, communicate, even with our, our sign language? Hey, bro, are you afraid of Duncan? Right? There was a lot of ways this could have been fine. I was just like, oh my god. Uh, so, <laughs> then we learn also that up. Duncan thought that Inti had killed Stuart, and he was protecting her, while yeah, Inti had ended up Because he'd also seen Inti out in the dark, or Aggie out in the dark. And then he knows that Aggie tried to kill him and killed his dog. But he does not turn her in. Yeah, because he doesn't... In want... fact, they all go back to the cottage and live together. Because he doesn't want to destroy Inti. Duncan and their new baby. 
He does say or writes to her, I think she needs to be in a facility. This is not going to be the end of she needs help conversation. And and he's like, I know it, but I just can't. And I then just can't be the one to cries do it. of agony with Caleb. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so Aggie one day is uh, talking to Inti. It's still going. And she's she That's tells her she's book, like, yeah. you know, I think I finally understand why you always felt you belonged in the forest. Like I think I understand that now now that both of us belonged in the forest. And Inti's like, okay. And Inti's kind of she's getting better. She loves her baby. She calls yeah, she, her mom. Their mom is like, I kind of had this realization that, like, you know, that one bad thing that happened to me, or maybe like that. Like, all the bad those, things I see. Those are just a blip. Yeah, like, those are the things we remember because they're unusual. She's like, kindness is all the moments in between. So her mom is, like, getting married to, like, her partner. Yeah. And she's going to come clearly visit been in, in love Scotland. With her for years. Like, NT is just, she's kind of opening herself back up. Yeah, like, she's fully becoming, like, a good person again. And then one day, uh, Aggie gets on her horse, Gall, rides into the forest, and never comes back. Aggie? Yep. She hmm. she basically, like, Inti, uh, like, follows her tracks for a little bit, and the second day of spirit, she's like, it's just like with Dad. Like, she she, she did, just decided it was her time. She had to go into the woods and never be seen again. It was Inti's horse, though, right? Well, it she was, bought it, but it, She Aggie's bought it for Aggie, because Aggie is the horse girl. And then we kind of, to the epilogue, flash forward like a year, couple years, and her child is a toddler. She's taking her out into the mountains. Yeah, to this uh, this hill that was supposed to determine whether or not their project was a success. And they're sitting there, go, like, looking at all the flowers. There's, and, like, a willow tree growing, I think. or so, it's Like, trees are starting to come back. So, essentially, this project with the wolves is a success. She's there with her daughter. She, there's a guy that she loves. So She's talking I want to say happy ending. I mean, but mostly. That's a stretch. It, it's happy ending, but like, fucking I'm not barely. happy. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, I loved this book. Like I say, it happy was, ending. It was so happy well ending. written. Yeah. And once I started it, I did not want <laughs> Just, to put it down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did the whole thing in one shot last night. Yeah. I was uh, like, this is so good. But it just kept getting darker and darker and darker. Yeah. And I was like, like, ah. like, I think technically for Inti, Duncan, and the baby, yeah, happy ending. There was a real dark kind of Lainey, happy ending. Yeah, Lainey, happy ending. Most people got a happy ending. Except for the wolf. Aggie almost fucked everything up for everyone. And like, that, the only saving and, grace that would have, like, this would not have been a happy ending if Duncan died. Oh. Not, no. not a survivable outcome. She thought she was helping, though. I don't care. A it little was, bit. I was trying to like. She just needed to use her it, fucking words. I was trying I to the empathize dog, with it. I was like, yeah, she's not dogs. mentally well. But then I'm like, the fucking dog. Yeah, the dog's too far. And then when she knew, she knew Inti was going out to kill the wolf. She could have stopped her and been like, "Ooh, maybe hit the brakes." I gotta oh. tell you a couple things. <laughs> you're like, "Hey, you're nine months pregnant." No. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, hunt the wolf. That's on me. <laughs> right, like. She could hunt the wolf, too. Be like, hey, you sit this one out, huh? Oh, hey, sister. I mean, I don't think that would have worked. Inti was on the war path, but... I am going to make no comments for the rest of this. I'm going to be over here. We kind of need you to make comments on this because, hey, Caleb, what do you think of the book? 
This has been way too Mallory and Zach heavy, so... Yeah, you guys have... You guys have politely not made a lot of jokes about the vicious, brutal rape scene, and that's good on you guys. Yes, but, of but course But now we kind of need you guys to be funny again. It was a lot. I don't know. We made... I couldn't remember the names. Like, Mallory shut me down We made quick, abortion so. jokes and trip down the stair jokes, but there's just a line, Zach, and I don't know. Okay. Uh, hey, everybody in the audience. We, um, we might have broke Caleb and Asa. And yes. uh, this seems fine. Tomorrow, Caleb wakes up only speaking. <laughs> yeah, just doing hand <laughs> signs. I think I'll still have. It's gonna make D and D night pretty weird, but all right. I don't. I don't do well with the subject. <laughs> That's fair. It's not a good subject. Yeah. Anyway, it's a. If there was some, if there had to be something in these books that disturbed you, I guess I'm glad that was it. Oh, another kind of happy thing. Uh, number six or Ash, the one that had the oh, pumps yeah. in the beginning, the little runt that yeah. was white. She that, became the new yeah, leader she, of the pack number when 20. number six died. That's the alpha good. female. Yeah. Yep. Even though she was the smallest one, she was the fiercest. That's, that's typical. That's like I a fairy tale ending book. right there. Right <laughs> up till a point. <laughs> no, well, despite my up to be the. Problems. I very much enjoyed this book. I had to admit that other movie that me and Alden watched that had a similar scene. What that, movie? It was called. It's called the boy or the boy who killed my parents. Ooh. There's a. It's not great. It's actually based on a true story, and there's like. That's never a good sign. No good it, stories are awful. Or real stories are awful. And there's actually apparently they made like, because obviously in the testimony. The boy who killed my parents, the you know, the girl is telling the story of how the boy tricked her and all this. Apparently, the boy also has his own movie with all the same actors. It's the same exact movie except his story, which we didn't watch, but we like went through to see certain clips of, specifically like a clip, to see how he described it. It was obviously very different. It, I have to admit, very good movie, very good book. There's just one scene that, you know, really sucks. All right. Well, that was well, quite a story. You know? <laughs> I did say I was going to make no comments, and Zach made me talk, so you've got to ramble. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. uh, favorite character? Don't you fucking dare. Six. I like six. Twenty. Yeah, the dogs, that's fair. It's a fair choice for all of them. I got to go. Twenty. I got to go with Do- uh, Douglas. Douglas McRae. Douglas. <laughs> he was just, like, he's the first character we've met this whole book who is, like, unrepentantly pleasant. Red seemed all right. Just like a... Douglas... No, just, was, Red came around. Like, I'll give Red credit for growth. Wait, Douglas like, was Red's dad, right? Character yes. development. Yeah, yeah. But he, he did, still killed he did the wall thing. Yeah, he, like, so. yeah, like, he was a bastard, but again, I'll give him credit for at least getting better. What kind of pissed me off about Red and the other guys, they're like, you... Well, if what you said about Stuart is true... And I'm like, you all fucking know it's true. They know it is. Like, why are you... That's even, how it goes. And why are you still hanging out with this fucker? Because there's ten guys in town. You gotta pick someone. Small town. Uh, maybe fucking... not the one that beats his fucking wife. Yeah, maybe no leave that guy Choose out. Choose no cold. one. <laughs> Listen, Inti didn't. Inti chose a crowbar. <laughs> I know. I think I liked Inti the best. Uh, she did lose her mind, and she was making yes. some weird decisions. But overall, bad bitch. Inti. Yeah. Like, yeah. not get... afraid to speak her mind, and. Not afraid to protect the ones she loved. Well, it turns out Aggie was a bad bitch, too. Not, no. In a different way. A, a literal bad bitch. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, yes. Aggie was, until the murders, she a was, pretty cool character. Yeah, she was. She was. Did yeah. you have a favorite mm. character? Oh, you already said number 20. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. I Man, did. I don't overall. I, I feel like, sorry, this was kind of yeah, this really one brought really down the vibe. Took huh? the wind out of this. I'm really happy I remembered the bummer you, warning 20 minutes in. 
Do you want me or Valerie to argue uh, for a little longer, or should we just? Uh, we gotta end this podcast. We got okay. Okay. All well, right. Uh, we're gonna follow up this yeah, it, week with uh, another. Oh God! Oh Why? fuck what me! What So. <laughs> so as we're I'm recording not excited this, about this one. I can't wait. As we're this recording this, next, our next recording date is October 1st. So our plan was to do some spookier books. Uh, Asa has chosen one called Tender is the Flesh. Oh, man. By mm. Augustina Vesterica. Best, uh, I don't think it's going to be spooky. I don't think so either. It sounds like it's kind of a dystopian horror book. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's like what is the Animal Farm or something or... No, that's not what I'm thinking. That's not right. Uh, Sim Farm? Can you just read the back of the book for us? Anyone familiar with the book, The Jungle, that describes horrible treatment of, like, animals? Has anybody seen the movie of Soylent Green? Yeah. It kind of gives me that kind of thinking. But without the adventure feel. Just sad. You want me to read the whole? Yes, just read no, the back. No, please don't. Please don't. No, it's... save it for later. Let's let's let I everyone be surprised, including you. Know you don't. No, not no, right no, now, no. Caleb. No, no, no. Don't read it. Don't read it. Have you not read the back of it yet? Oh, let him okay, be surprised. Let me read it. Let him be surprised. All right. His wife has left him. His father is sinking into dementia, and Marcos tries not to think too hard about how he makes a living. After all, it happened so quickly. First, it was reported that an infectious virus had made all animal meat poisonous to humans. Then governments initiated the transition. Now eating human meat, special meat, is legal. Marcos tries to stick to numbers, consignments, processing. Then one day he's given a gift, a live specimen of the finest quality. Though he's aware that any form of personal contact is forbidden on pain of death, little by little he starts to treat her like a human being. And soon he becomes tortured by what has been lost and what might still be saved. What do you think? You should have waited, huh? It sounds better than what I've went through. No, it doesn't. Well, it's more not... I'm so terrified for what it could be. It says she treats her like a human. Yeah, people treat humans pretty bad, Caleb. I get we just list a book, whole book that traumatized you over that. I don't think he treated them like humans. That's not exactly. We will find out. Anyways, yeah. uh, so that was uh, that was once there were wolves, and is there a it, second book? No, not that I'm aware of. She does have good. other I books, but I don't think there would be. No, that's good. It was a very good book. I don't it's, know where you could get a sequel from that, but anyways. It seems like the, uh, the author was Good, good job, good Charlotte writer. McConaughey. You totally wrecked Caleb. Uh, kind of wrecked me, too, but good book. I was sad. Good job. Pat on the back. I was Round a of applause. Myself. All right. So, first book to break me. So... In the very first chapter of Did this book... Did you cry? Did you just wipe a tear from your eye? No, I've been th- This is going to be a big ask for everyone else, because in the very first chapter of this book, they brought back an old theme of this podcast, and that is, she talked about the loons calling, and wondering if the wolves affected them. So, hey, everybody, we're going to do round two of Have We Learned How to Be a Loon Yet? No. Uh-uh. Mallory, you're up first. All right, I'm going to give it a whirl. Hold on. We'll do Ace Celeste. I can't do it. <laughs> you whistled. Caleb? I'm not ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the loon that Man, that's a wild bird noise. A sick loon. 
All right, everybody. Perfect. <laughs> I forgot what they even sound like. Good night. Hey, fuckers, we got some wool.